This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. What does the Bible mean by walking in love? What does it mean to love your neighbor? Does loving my neighbor merely mean that I should do him no harm? How should I respond when he's unloving towards me? Who and when does God expect me to love? Over these next six life-changing days of study entitled Perfecting Your Love Walk, Pastor Ray teaches that loving one's neighbor is really all about cultivating a very special kind of relationship. It's a relationship that God doesn't simply ask we cultivate, but one He demands we cultivate, with our neighbor and with ourselves. But because God has made no man perfect, walking in love can often be a difficult thing to accomplish. So be sure to stay tuned to all six sessions of this series, as Pastor Ray takes us step-by-step on a lifelong journey of how best to love God, your neighbor, and yourself by simply perfecting your love walk. One of the reasons why we don't walk in love with other people, we can't love other people because we don't love ourselves. And the reason why you don't love yourselves is because maybe you're holding a high standard over your own life. And you see, I found this one thing. You fall more in love with God every day. You fall more in love with Jesus every day. And all of these high expectations are going to melt away in your life. The more in love you fall with God, the more in love you'll fall with people. The more closely... Yep. The more closely you walk with God, with the Lord, closely in love with God, the more you'll walk the love walk. Amen. And that's really, I believe, that's, that's the biggest symptom. Because as, uh, as a pastor, I have to identify symptoms. And I believe, I see one of the symptoms. That, see, the reason why people sometimes get jealous of somebody else or get hard on somebody, because they see somebody at a place or having things that they want to be at or have in their own life. And because they're not there, and because they don't have those things, they haven't gotten to that place yet, jealousy, envy begins to grow within them. And, and they begin to walk far from love, from the love walk with that person. You become intimidated that, by that person. You become, you know, you, you feel less than. You feel, uh, well, intimidated, I guess, is the best word. And we've got to deal with that because that's an issue that really holds us back from walking the love walk. See, what you've got to do is you've got to do what the Bible says. You've got to learn to rejoice with those who are rejoicing. And you've got to learn to weep with those who are weeping. You see, you've, you've got to understand that, that, listen, and this is what I did in my life. I said, Lord, I can rejoice with that person even though they're in a place I'm not. And even though they have more than I have. I'm not going to allow that to get in my way and cause me to, to be jealous or envy, envious of them or talk about them or try to bring them down. I'm going to rejoice with them because I know your word. Your word says that you're not a God. You're not a God who takes sides or shows favoritism. Whatever you've done for them, you will do for me. How many of you have some credit card debt that you would like to get rid of? You have a debt that you owe. Only three of you? Come on. You're all lying in church. No, you're all lying. 
I can tell by the tithes and offerings you're lying. All right. So how many of you have debt? All right. Now, how many of you have some money saved? You know, you know, you've got some extra, extra cash laying around. Yeah, be honest. Now, how many of you with the extra cash would be willing to take your money and pay the debt of the person who has the debt next to you? Yeah, that's what I figured. That's the same response I got at the other two services. You're like, no, I'm not paying for your mistakes. You done, you done jacked up that credit card all by yourself, so it's, it's up to you, baby. You figure it out all on your own. But you see, the love that Jesus demonstrates to you and I, we made the mess, but he came and paid the price for the mess that you and I made. He took it and he paid it. Now, I'm not suggesting that you, those of you that have money pay the, the, the debt, because um, I'm not paying your debt either. You go figure it out for yourself. I love you, but I, I don't need any dependence in my life. All right? But it's just to illustrate a point. You know, this is, this is how Jesus, how God demonstrates this love to us. So when I, when I reflect on that love as it relates to other people, I say to myself, well, look how forgiven I am. Look at how much God has done for me when I wasn't even deserving. I made the mess, yet he cleaned it up. I deserved the penalty, but yet he took the penalty. I had the debt, and he paid that debt and removed that debt from me. So how can I hold something against a brother or sister? So often what I do when I, when, when I, you know, when I get unlovely thoughts and I come across unlovely people, and I do, I come across unlovely, listen, there are a lot of little quirks and little things about people that can agitate you and irritate you, and, you know, and then if you're not careful, you'll start, you'll start thinking up all these things and create a whole big, you know, thing against them, they're like this, they're like that, and then, and the devil will jump on that stuff and, and make that thing, you know, magnify that thing in your thinking, and, and the next thing you know is that you're not walking in love with that person anymore. What I do is, I, I, and, and we'll get to this in this teaching, because sometimes you do have to confront people. Walking in love doesn't mean I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm just a, you know, I'm a mush cake. You can walk all over me. And No, 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 no. Love sometimes has to defend uh, you know, itself, because you can't, you can't abuse, uh, uh, you can't be abused and allow people to do that to you. But there's a way to deal with it, and there's a way to handle it. We'll talk about that. You know, we'll, we'll get to that. But, um, but I often reflect, say, well, you know, look, I remember when I first started walking, you know, in, in the kingdom and the messes I made and the things I did, and, and I'm sure I irritated a lot of people. So I'm going to cut that brother a little break. Now, listen, if, 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 someone, if someone truly, if, if a brother or a sister is truly in, in, in a problem, they're doing something that, that is irritating you and maybe irritating others, well, maybe instead of you just ganging up on that person and talking about them. Did you ever think that, because this is what love ought to do, did you ever think of taking this person aside and say, let me just share with you, this, when you do this, this is what others are perceiving. When you act this way, this is how others are feeling. And I'm only telling you this because I love you. Because what did we, what did we study last week? Love always has to be the motivation. So if you truly love people, because see, the, the, way, the way we look at it, and I, I dealt with this, because I deal with this, you know, I have dealt with this for 30 years. We just want to get rid of people. Just get rid of them. If, if they're out of here, everything will be fine. But you know what I found? The next group that comes in, 
Sometimes even worse. And then where are we? We're right back down to, down, like, a, you know, if, if it's just you and me, you know, if we think we're, we got it all together, then we're going to shoot it, you know, we're going to scare everybody away, shoo everybody away, and it's going to be you and me left here doing, doing this thing. And then we're going to get on each other's nerves. No, that's not the answer. You don't push people out of your life because they irritate you. Or because they hurt you. Or because they sometimes, you know, say things or do things that, you know, could be uh, hurtful or whatever. We learn, to, we learn to love them. We learn to embrace them. We learn to grow in our own love walk. Sometimes we have to confront. Sometimes we have to, you know, uh, you know again, I'm, I'm not suggesting that we just close our eyes and let people's behavior just go on if it affects our life in some way or you like the church. But many, many times there are things that have happened in the church and people have done things that could be devastating to the ministry devastating to what we're doing. They don't realize it. Maybe sometimes they do realize it. And I've had to call those people aside and and have a really hard conversation with them to try to correct them. And sometimes they didn't receive my conversation or my correction well. But that's my responsibility as a leader. So all of the commandments, everything that we have in the Bible is is summed up in, in this saying. Love your neighbor as yourself. But go back to um, 1 John um, chapter 3. Let me see, where am I? Where do I want to go? Yeah, 1 John chapter 3. We're going to jump over to verse 10. 3.10. Just want to show you something here. Very important. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 10. We're going to, we're going to jump around a little bit. Let's read verse 10 and 11. And then we'll go over to 16. Uh, everybody there? Sam there? Yeah. All right. So 1 John chapter 3 and verse 10 says, In this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoa, that gets my attention. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. Wow. See? Love. See, if, if you're a believer, you, you have love in you. You may not be walking in love, but you have the potential, the ability to do it. Because love is in you. Only those who do not have God in their life are prone or, or are you know, subject to walking in hatred. True believers can't hate anybody. True, true believers, people who truly know and love God, there's no hatred. They don't hate other people because of their, their ethnic, you know, ethnic background, the color of their skin. They, you, you can't. That's, 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 that's an abomination to God. Because um, if you have love in your heart, you, ju- you just love, man, because people are people. I don't care where you come from. People are people. So he says here, and the reason why you see this stuff on TV and all that, you know, all this hatred, is because they don't have God. They just don't have God in their life. That's what it is. You have God, things change. All right? So he says, verse 11, for this is the message that you heard from the beginning that we should love one another. Again, not a suggestion, but a command that we should love one another. Now, let's not go through uh, 12 through 15, but let's jump down to 16 because I want to just nail down a point here. By this we know love because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. So we ought to have the same and adopt the same um, thought 
or the same example that the Father has laid down. We ought to be willing to lay down our lives for each other. What does that mean? That means that it, it goes back to my definition of love. My definition of love, true love, the way the Bible expresses love. Now listen, true love, this is it. Others benefit at my expense. In other words, if I'm really truly walking the love walk, the way the Bible describes it and defines it, then it's going to cost me something. It's not always easy, but it's going to cost me patience. It's going to cost me time. It's going to cost me an investment of my, you know, my patience and so on and so forth. So, so true love is going to cost me my finances sometimes. True love is going to cost me something. So that's why I go back to if you just, if just words, they're empty words. I love you, I love you, and, but there's no action. Action proves um, really what's going on on the inside, good or bad, right or wrong, positive or negative. Action proves what's going on on the inside. Because we studied that. Remember we studied the heart, right? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? The actions of the life come through the heart, right? As in water, face reflects face, so does the heart of the man reflect the man. So everything starts from the inside. That's why everybody needs Jesus. That's why you need the Lord, because the Lord will change you, put that love in you. So anyway, he says here, but whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? You can't just walk by people's needs and not feel prompted to to do something, even if it's just pray, but to do something, right? Um, Sometimes you can't financially do it. This is why I believe everybody ought to prosper. See, I used to be poor, and now I'm not poor anymore. When I was poor, I couldn't help anybody because I couldn't even help myself. But when I came out of poverty and I accumulated something, now I not only have enough to take care of me, but now I have more than enough to help others along the way as God prompts me and leads me. Is everybody? So, so, he says, um, so he says, my little children, verse 18, um, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And let's jump down to verse 22 because this is what I, I want to focus in on. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. What's he talking about here? He's talking about your prayer life. See, I'm a firm believer. You pray a prayer, you ought to get an answer to your prayer if you're praying, praying rightly. And that's part of it. But there's another component to that that is described here and revealed to us in this verse. He said, whatever we ask, we receive from him because, because, now that because gets my attention, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So somehow my behavior has something to do with my ability to receive the answers to my prayers. Now this, you may see it differently, but this is why this is why I see it. There's something about my behavior that is going to determine whether I'm going to get my prayers answered. Because he says right here, whatever we ask of him, we receive because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Now, he could have put a period there and we could have went through life thinking, well, how do, what are his commandments and what's pleasing in his sight? But he answers the question in verse 23. He answers it very clearly and simply. In verse 23, he said, and this is his commandment. Everybody pay attention and I'll finish here today. That we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. It all begins by loving God, receiving Christ as Savior. 
That opens up the possibility of all of the promises and all of the wonderful things that God has provided for us. He said, this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. So I'm just going to submit to you my idea or my thought on this is that sometimes we don't get our prayers answered because we are not fully obeying the command of the Lord. He said, this is the command to love the Lord Jesus Christ and to love your brother or your neighbor as you love yourself. And you see, if we're not walking the love walk, I'll tell you what, it hinders God's ability to answer our prayers and to bring our requests and needs into our life. That's why it's so important for us to walk the love walk. Often people can't get the answers to their prayers because they're not obeying the word of God. The word of God says these are the two commands. We ask, we receive because we follow and obey his commands and these are his commands. That we love the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, we're in right relationship with Jesus. That means we're, we're in, uh, in relationship with him, that, that everything that's promised in the word becomes ours because we are in relationship. And the second one is that we love our neighbors as we love ourselves. If we're not walking the love walk, we actually hinder our prayers from being answered. That, to me, is, is a startling revelation from God's word. That, see, so it's so important. Often, I'm not saying all the time there are other reasons that can come into play. But one of the very first things, and I practice this every day of my life, before I even utter a prayer of request to the Lord. If I'm holding anything against anybody, I forgive them, whether I'm doing it consciously or unconsciously. I forgive everybody of everything. Father, I thank you. I release this one, release that one. I I release these ill thoughts or ill will. I release it in the name of Jesus. I purpose to walk in love with my brothers and my sisters. And then I will begin my request to the Lord. Because if you're not walking in love, you hinder. You hinder, you know, you're not going to get the answers to your prayers. That's why it's so important for us to walk the love walk. And I've seen people, you know, struggle. But, but man, they're ugly. They they just, they're, they're, they're caustic. They're touchy. They're irritated and you don't want to be around them and you wonder why nothing goes right in their life well because they're not following the command he says you'll ask and receive you ask whatever you want you're going to get it but because we obey him because we love him and obey his commands and his commands is have jesus in your life that's how you get born again that's how you get saved and the second is love your neighbor as yourself if you're walking the love walk then i'm going to tell you what and and i i share let me just share this one one last thing you all okay let me just share this one. Many of you have heard my testimony of a bunch of years ago when we first moved into this building that a group of people rose up and came against me and tried to defame me, tried to ruin my reputation, passed out all kinds of things about me. Back then, I had to make a choice. Am I going to let this scar me and bring me down and get me all ugly on the inside? Or am I going to purpose to walk in love with these people even though they don't love me? So I purpose from that moment to shut my mouth, to not say anything about them, to keep my mouth quiet, to pray for them, to just keep on keeping my focus on what God called me to do, even though I felt lonely, even though I felt hurt, even though I felt abandoned, even though I felt just so, so wounded by their actions. But I determined, I said, you know what, I've got too much, too much at stake here. 
to get into the flesh on this thing. God, I'm just going to trust you. I want you to know my heart is right before you. And if any of them cross my path or whatever, I will still love them to this day. I may not feel it, but I'm trusting on you for the feeling. But I made a decision that I will love them. I continue to pray for, for many of them. And even to this day, I continue to pray for many of them. You know, as their name comes up or I hear of issues that are going on in their life from a distance, I'll pray for them. Well, I want you to know something. That even though that was a big shot against this church and I didn't know whether we were going to make it or not because all, all the money people picked up and left and tithes and offerings went down, down the basement, I didn't know what was going to happen. But I just persevered. I kept on going. I'm going to tell you what. Had I not done that and chosen to continue to walk in love and not retaliate or defend myself or try somehow to bring them down or prove that they're wrong and I'm right. Sometimes I just had to sit there and just listen and shake my head and just suck it up and just keep on going. You understand what I mean? Had I not chosen that posture, I'll tell you what, we would not be here today. I was just in Florida with Dr. Colbert. had my yearly physical. We were talking at dinner and he said to me, he said, you know, he said, churches are hurting. He said, all, all my friends. He said, all, and he knows a lot of people around the country. He said, all the churches are hurting financially. They're, their attendance is down. Offerings are down. I said, you're kidding me. I thought we were out of this. You know, this was the recession of 2008 or whatever it was. I thought we, everybody came out of it. He said, nope. He said, I'm telling you, people are really hurting. He said, and he kept, he said like four times, he said, I'm telling you, I'm hearing it everywhere. I said, well, I'm going to tell you what, we don't have that testimony in New York. Our church, we don't have that testimony. Don't have that testimony. Now, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not presuming or I'm not trying to say that these folks, these other pastors are not walking in love. I'm not saying that. I don't know what the reason is. But I know what the reason is for our prosperity and our success. And the fact that we never, through all the recession and all that, we never dipped. We kept climbing and growing and developing and increasing, right? So, so I'm just telling you, I'm telling you that as your leader... I have had to force myself to walk in love and purpose to keep my heart right with my brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. Many of them who are not keeping their heart right with me, but I purpose to keep it right with them. And as a result, I believe, now you may not believe this, but I believe that that is a big reason and a big portion of the reason of why this church is prospering and I am prospering and we are prospering because there is no blockage or hindrance to my prayer life because I purpose to walk in love and continue to do it. I say this to each and every one of you. It's serious stuff. Walk in love. Walk in love with everybody around you because you will be the better for it. Wave the white flag. Suck it up. Sometimes you just have to be, you know, you don't have to be heard and you don't have to be right. Just sometimes... Wait for the Holy Spirit to work in your behalf. It'll come around again, trust me. You'll have a chance to prove by the Holy Spirit that you were right. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors.
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.